recorded during the plague year 2021. This is the Andromeda Minute, a show where Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays we go over one minute of Robert Wise's all-too-timely 1971 techno-thriller, The Andromeda Strain, one minute of screen time per episode. I'm one of your hosts, Jim O'Kane of TVDads.com. And I'm this week's co-host, graphic novelist Brian Fees, author of books like A Fire Story, Mom's Cancer, and Whatever Happened to the World of Tomorrow. Awesome stuff. Uh, very well worth reading. Please, if, if you haven't read any of Brian's books, you are in for a treat. I, I envy you for not having read them yet because they are fantastic. <laughs> they are fantastic reads. And uh, <laughs> Thank you, Jim. They're, they're told a lot more capably than, uh, than Dr. Stone yelling at uh, Dr. Hall. <laughs> it's, Sway! Lean! Sway. <laughs> It's like, what are you, Arthur Murray? Maybe that's a little too old a reference, but uh, <laughs> Paula Abdul. Maybe the, that's too old yeah, a reference. Yeah, do the hustle. Yeah, it's um, uh, it's, right or left there, boss. <laughs> I'm on a ladder. Do I go left, right, up, down? What do you want? Um, but he's, uh, oh gosh, and he and explaining all the way through. Uh, there could be captions written on the bill. No, it's no good. The 11th, let me just explain that we're starting this where uh, Dr. Hall is stuck on the contaminated level four and he's got to get up to a uh, level three, which seems to be uh, hopeful, hopefully not contaminated. Um, and uh, it will end with a laser firing again at, at uh, a slightly disabled Dr. Hall. Um, We've been having good fun the last minute and a half or so. But again, I, I want to reiterate uh, what I said on Monday, which is this this little portion of the movie is my very favorite part of the movie. It's the one that has stuck with me ever since I first saw it, you know, 48 and a half years ago or whenever. And um, I, I, I love this. I love um, Hall, you know, kind of uh, pressing on by the seat of his pants, uh, calling upon every reserve of mental toughness he's got to fight off the effects of this this anesthetizing gas and the lasers going pew pew around him. And I just, it's just a terrific sequence. Oh yeah, and and I mean, modern audiences today may not realize that all this was before the attack on the Death Star. This is before, you know, it, none of none of this, ha- the things that are happening in this in this scene, Die Hard and all that, all of that is the same, you know, like like none of this, none of this had been seen before on, on the screen. And here we're watching this guy fighting technology. He's got to climb, you know, out of a bottomless pit. It's not, not too much different from Luke and Leia trying to, you know, fight off the stormtroopers over a chasm. It's, it, it, it's the thrill of being chased. Uh, we, you know, he's in a failed caper. This is, you know, they were trying to solve the, <laughs> the mystery. Yeah. You know, it, it, and, and the, uh, the end result is a nuclear bomb going off. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, um, I mean, this is, this is much like Thunderbolt, you know, it's like the end of the end of Thunderbolt, except he's not cha- He's not handcuffed to an atom bomb, but he's got to go stop an atom bomb. Well, I would, I would just twist your observation, which I like very much a little bit and say, what I really like about this whole bit is it's pretty low key. It's it's just um, it's almost like an accountant going you know saving the world by tippy tapping on a ten key. I mean it's just it's it's low key. He's got to climb through a door, climb up a ladder, climb through another door, stick his card in the slot. That's the job. He's not swinging on cables. He's not fighting off uh, robots. Well, he's he's fighting off lasers. But uh, you know what I mean. It's just. Um, I like that very much. It, it makes it feel more real to me. It's like I could uh, I could understand what it's like to be up on that ladder trying to not fall asleep and you know 
freak yeah, out when my when my cheek gets hit by a laser. Yeah, we've all been there. Yeah, I, I, I'm gonna I'm going to ruin the scene for you forever. I apologize with just two words, uh, Donkey Kong. <laughs> <laughs> you got it. You got it's, it. It's this is I, I keep thinking that you know the guys that were behind Donkey Kong had seen this. They go, you know, in, if instead of he were a surgeon, what if he were a you know a, a, a plumber? <laughs> um, <laughs> And the monkeys were attacking him instead of him being thought of as a monkey. So, um, yeah, it, it's he's he's got to make it uh, up to the next level, and he's got to level up. Yeah, and this this is a this is presaged all the, you know the video games that that were built like this. Um, this would have made a great video game if only there were barrels being thrown down. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, but uh, gosh, he, uh, well, this is where uh, Hall gets his first laser hit. And uh, I just wonder what people thought of as the chemistry. Do you think that this was like firing some kind of plasma uh, anesthetic? I don't. I, well, I'm, to... I'm really glad you brought that up because I actually, when you asked me to do this, I remembered this minute wrong. Um, and it wasn't until I saw the clips and, and read the script that I, I was, my memory was corrected. I remembered the lasers stunning him like phasers. Yeah, and and I don't think that's what's happening at all. What's happening is the knockout gas is getting to him, and okay. I, I that's what I think is going on. And and the laser, it's it's burning him. It burns his cheek. But I think what's wh- why the world goes wonky at the end and gets all kind of acid trippy is I think the gas is getting to him. Uh, but that's okay. not what I remembered. What I remembered was he gets shot by the lasers and they stun him. Um, yeah. Which which and and then uh, Stone says, uh, you know, that's mostly shock anyway. Shake it off. The world's worst motivational speaker. You've, <laughs> and walk it off. Take a lap. Yeah. You've lost some time, but you can still do it. Thanks, coach. You know. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, he's he's trying so hard. And but I don't know. How do you read the lasers? Yeah, I I don't know. And and as you said, that maybe it just made him a little bit more aware of how the how the anesthetic gas is affecting him. But it seems to hit him as a as a bit of a shock. And I'm just yeah. wondering if there's something like it. It really, you know, it really stung. I mean, it looks like it put a hole in his cheek. It and does. Well, these are high-power lasers. I mean, we saw them. It looked to me in the, the last minute like they were taking chunks out of the ladder. Yeah. Or they were at least heating it up a lot because it glowed after each hit. Yeah, I mean, it's probably like getting hit with a with a uh, fireplace poker. Yeah, that's um, a good analogy. I mean, they're designed to kill the monkeys, right? They're, they're, that's yeah. their job, kill monkeys. Yeah, so he's just a little bit heavier than a monkey, but it probably took a, took a piece away with it. Um, and gosh, seeing uh, James Olsen there with uh, the 1970s mouthful of metal, which would never happen on an actor nowadays. I caught that, that too. Yeah, yeah, all those fillings, all those silver fillings. Yeah, <laughs> but if if they were made out of polychrome, they would have fallen out and he'd be screaming. So that's you know probably a good oh. thing that he had 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 silver in there. This is this is something you and I have never discussed. Maybe we have this in common. We watch old movies and we look in the actors' mouths to look for their fillings. Yes, yes, it's just, <laughs> it's phenomenal. <laughs> <laughs> Are you trying to figure out is that bridge work or you know what's going on? And we're, we're, it's it's a terrible thing, but it's just it's it, when they're when they're sixty feet tall, you have to watch, you have to look at these. Things. Well, and the, yeah, and the movie's not good enough to keep your attention, which this one is. Yeah, I like it, this it really movie very is. much. Um, I do. I I enjoy the makeup here. It's I don't know what a laser blast would look like on a human being, but that's not a probably a bad idea of how it probably looks like a really badly done tattoo. Yeah, it's a burn. Yeah, and um, I do yeah, like... That, it'll leave a mark. 
we we get that giant musical that that musical hit where it, it sounds like it sounds like the entire orchestra is going dude <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah and everything everything goes down to you know slow-mo as he's as he's trying to make it to that next rung which sells just climbing a 12-foot ladder like it's like it's quite a feat everything's moving away uh yeah. that that distorted the convex lens that uh, makes everything kind of warp out. Um, I, I love the way that that it sells that so much, and uh, he's shaking his head. Um, oh, and we do get one more split diopter shot of uh, Stone watching watching Hall on some camera that we didn't even know was there before. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's and, right. Why wasn't the tracking uh, system using that camera? Yeah, I guess it's I guess it's only above the fourth floor that they have the cameras because mm-hmm. you know they'd be lost in the smoke. I, I am not impressed by the laser tracking system. It would have never caught a monkey. Yeah. <laughs> but And I, I also remain impressed, as I was in the early minutes of this movie, by how little Hall seems to know about wildfire and how it works. Um, yeah. Stone, Stone has to explain everything to him. Okay, now go up two flights of ladder, and you'll, you're looking for number three. Do you see the three? <laughs> you know, And I guess I understand that when, when Hall first uh, showed up, because he never expected to get called to action, but he's been hanging out at Wildfire a little while. you think he would have read the manual by now. Yeah, that there would have been, you know, uh, I'm sure he's saying to himself, I should have read all those brochures that I was getting in the mail. <laughs> or, you know, just the ones they leave by the nightstand, you know, in his, his bedroom. Yeah, yeah, you know, I just... <laughs> In case you want, yeah, it's it's, it's the, the Gideon's Bible and the how to use your wildfire uh, uh, shelter. I, 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 the other thing that always I wonder about, uh, you know, as you watch the movie over and over again, what's everybody doing on all the different floors? Like right now, you're on level three. And well, you're here. I think they're pooping their pants, Jim. Yeah, yeah, and it's like, what are we gonna do? I gotta get out of here. You know, are are there people up by the front gate who are being shot by the guy that was holding the sandwich when he opened up the? You know, it, it's. What about all the barley farmers? Are they getting the alarm? The guy at the front desk, is he like jumping in his car and heading for the hills? Those barley farmers better be running for it. You, you yeah. get a little glimpse of that, I think, when uh, a couple of minutes ago, Stone, um, Hall comes through the uh, you know the clean medical room and, and we see Karen and Sternoman in there. And um, I think there's a half second there where they just kind of looking around like, what, what the heck? You know, they hear their alarms <laughs> going off, but... They don't know what that means. They don't know what the the cause is. Um, and I imagine that's just kind of it. People standing around hallways befuddled. Yeah, but, you know, there's a voice coming in saying, you know, there are now three minutes to self-destruct. Self-destruct? Wait. Which is what that <laughs> yeah. self-destruct. And, Not what I signed up for. Was that need to know? That's the, other, that's the other part that I don't know if they know that there is a self-destruct. Did anybody else inform them? By the way, if anything goes wrong, you're getting blown up. I, you know, it, it's... Well, it reminds me of the joke about the guys who did de- uh, catering on the Death Star, you know? <laughs> it's just, <laughs> I, I'm just here to drop off the food, man. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's so, you know, it, it, I have so many questions about this place. I just want to, I just want to go around and, ask, you know, what, meanwhile, what's going on at level two? And the, the, the woman that, t- that took the glasses away from Dr. Levitt, is she going, I took, I, I had a job, I had a job at the Department of Agriculture and I was making, you know, $22,000 a year. And I said, no, I'm going to move out of Maryland. I'm going to, okay, I'll go to Nevada. And, you know, it's everybody making, discussing their career choices at this, at this point. Well, if, if, if you can't give your career a second thought when it's about to blow up in a nuclear blast, I, I <laughs> you know, what, what better time is there? Ah, wow. And, uh, and what's going on at the White House? You know, I, well, well, we'll never know. 
it's the, the but there's there's many books that could come out of this just <laughs> explaining you, you could do you know what what their story was what uh, dr robertson's story but um, the tension in this scene is wonderful the alarm's yes. still going off uh hall is doing his damnedest to get up that ladder uh, you know in violation of all osha regulations and uh, it's it's a marvelous scene it is it really is i want gosh don't, you know, I, I know when you were rebuilding your house, did you ever consider catwalks? Because I just there's something about a catwalk that so it opens everything up. You know, it's that open concept taken to a third dimension. It's we just, we actually have a little balcony overlook. It's up in the second story, overlooking the first story. And I cannot tell you how badly I want to put a fireman pole there. <laughs> Honey, we'd save like a minute and a half getting to breakfast every morning. Think oh, about yeah. Karen did not go for it, but I wanted it so badly. <laughs> It's, I was uh, actually, I was talking to an architect. We had an architect friend kind of help us out with the design of our house. And I told him that. I was half serious about it. I told him that. And he said, you know what I designed for somebody once is I designed a mansion on a hill that had a four-story fireman pole. And the owner could get out of his bedroom, get out of bed, grab the pole, slide down the pole to his, to his speedboat docked on uh, a lake. <laughs> oh, that's and that's what he had now, did, he ha just, did he leave the bat suit at the foot of the bed i was just trying to figure out because you gotta yeah <laughs> it's, isn't that it's, marvelous and, oh, and potentially great. deadly i mean you yeah take, you, you, god forbid you had to sleepwalk or get up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom you'd, you'd be you know falling headfirst into your lake but yeah. um oh. But if, and it, it, it probably sounds like a really good idea in your 40s. Yeah. <laughs> you know, in your 70s, you're like, oh, I don't think I'm going to take the poll today. Um, <laughs> ah, oh, gosh. But yeah, Somewhere what, in the world, that actually exists. Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, uh, this has been a great I, – I really thanks so much for being on the show for uh, for all these different uh, uh, these different weeks that, we, that we've been doing it. Um, any final thoughts on the whole movie about – did you said that this affected your life in certain ways? But I'm just wondering: it's, do you still feel? I, I I still feel an emotional connect with this, and I I think you do too. Oh, I do very much, and I I think it was um, a very creative, fertile space for me too. You know, I I was um, uh, I probably saw it when I was 11 or 12, and um, and so first of all, read the book, and the book in the way we talked about that played with the uh, the medium of type of the typography of the different sort of documents and things they they mimicked in there um, I just stole that outright and used it throughout my teens in any fiction I wrote or anything I did and you know got great kudos from my teachers uh, from my teachers for my cleverness and I just stole it right out of the Andromeda string but this whole idea of of um, this citadel that uh, had these circular floors and had the this this core going through it. You know, to me that was like, I just kind of integrated that into whatever storytelling, whatever fantasies, whatever I had going on in my head. To me, it was like like Avengers Mansion. You know, this is this is a yeah. place superheroes should live. It sort of became my model of that. And um, yeah, I, I, I all I can say is it it really. Um, it hit me at the right time and it hit me in the right spots to really have an influence on how I thought about, um, you know, this kind of fiction or writing or storytelling. Storytelling, I would say. Capital S storytelling. Um, it, I think it's just a very, very well-told story in both uh, print and film form. 
Yeah, I, the only my only regret in this movie is that it's so unknown nowadays. I, I think it's it's kind of faded into the past. A lot of people have never like you know young, a younger generation has never heard of this film. And it although it does move at a slow pace, I think it's still well told. It's still you know it has the same um, bones as, uh, for lack of a better word, as uh, as Jurassic Park. That whole idea of science gone wrong, of humans against the things they've created. And yeah. it, 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 it's, you know, it is a product of its times, but it has a certain timelessness to it that, uh, you know, you have to, you, it, it winds up being a, you know, one person against, uh, against impossible odds to save the day. Yeah. I, I think it's just a wonderful technical thriller. And what I particularly like and respect about it is, uh, doesn't have any bad guys. There's That's no true. villain in this. There's not. If you made this movie today, there would be a secret government conspiracy to cover it up or something. There'd be, but that's not the case here. You know, um, the the government has more or less competence. We meet some incompetent generals and presidents and such, but um, you know, there's there's nobody evil in this movie, and I really find that very refreshing. I like that a lot. Yeah, I, I'm not meaning not meaningfully evil. I mean, I, I think I, I think the unspoken part, and we've talked about this in previous weeks. The unspoken part of uh, of Dr. Stone and his Von Braun, like, uh, yeah, uh, just his, his getting into bed with the defense department and, uh, bio warfare people. It, it, you know, that, that still smells funny about right. him, but they, they don't, they don't lean into it though. And I, I agree that if, if this movie were made today, I think it would be all about Stone and all about his secret government plans and how he's, you know, part of some hydro-like group trying to come up with a, a bio-warfare thing. And, and Hall's part would play a very minor role in all that. It would be all intrigue instead of uh, this just, you know, save the world uh, well, idea. Yeah. Hall would be the guy, the hero who was trying to uncover the conspiracy instead of stop the worldwide disaster. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I agree. Wow. Well, I'm glad uh, I'm I'm glad we could we could share this time together and talk about one of my favorite movies and I think one of your favorite movies. Yeah. Um, wow. Well, uh, gosh, Brian, uh, we've talked about this several times before, but you are a uh, an illustrator and uh, a writer and a storyteller, and uh, you have a couple of different books. I've I've read most of them, I think. Uh, uh, I don't have that many books, Jim. <laughs> I know, I know. It's, you're an easy read. You can get through your whole bibliography. More on the way, I'm sure. Um, but uh, I, I have enjoyed. Um, gosh, you've uh, a lot of people have enjoyed uh, your your comic strip, which is out there. I think is, is it still on Go Comics? The uh, the Last Mechanical Monster, which was one of my favorites. Yes, it is. The Last Mechanical Monster was was a uh, project I did after a, a fairly serious project, just to remind myself that comics can and should be fun. They can they can be very serious and tell adult stories on serious topics, but sometimes a comic should just be fun. And so it was my shot at just telling a fun story about a very old man and his giant robot. And that's what it is. It's on gocomics.com. And uh, hopefully there will be some, uh, uh, some, some future news about it soon. Yeah, I, I can strongly recommend it. So definitely go to Go Comics it, if you want to have just a fun time re- reading about giant robots. I, I really, it, it, it's one of those things you can you can be shocked and laughed all at the same time. Look, look for the fun. last mechanical monster. Exactly. Yes. Wow. Well, uh, we will we will leave poor Doctor Hall uh, stunned and uh, gasping for breath and trying to hang on to a <laughs> a ladder to infinity, uh, which is uh, he he can make it through the weekend I think. Oh, he'll be but, fine. Yeah, he'll be. Yeah, don't no worries. And he's got three minutes to get there. It's hardly you know. I think even, he's uh, got a safety line hooked onto that ladder. I think he'll be uh, all right. 
Probably, yeah. No, don't <laughs> don't worry about Hall. But uh, anyway, enjoy the weekend. Uh, we will be back on Monday as we we finish up. We're gosh, we're getting close. We're like the last three weeks, I think, of this of this movie that's been going on forever. Um, but uh, we will return on Monday. Uh, in the meantime, please do the three things that we always talk about. Uh, wash your hands for at least 20 seconds which is usually if you sing happy birthday and wash your hands that'll that'll get you through just sing it bartholomew just find some long long name in the middle to stick in that, that'll help um but wash your hands for at least 20 seconds uh stay six feet apart from people you're not living with and wear a mask and hopefully we can get through this uh this awful plague that we're living in uh asap uh, uh anyway have a good weekend and we will see you next week on the andromeda minute Very flattering. We don't know much more than when we got here.